Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Dirt Bag Challenge 2018. With me, I've got Mike. Yo, what's up? And Michael. It wasn't me, you can't prove it. And uh, things are starting to shape up. Hey, Brett. Um, we've got people starting to pull up. The Dirt Bag bikes are not here yet, but everyone's kind of milling around. We're seeing old friends here, it's lots a, of bikes to look at. It's a bit of a weird uh, setup because we're pretty much right on a road we're not like tucked away into like an alcove like the last couple of times so we're kind of exposed here and it looks like just bikes are just lining up oh there goes what's her name cat p and by the way my name is mikey two times and michael we took a nice ride getting up here can you describe where we are and how we got here sure we're in oakland and we came by way of skyline drive which is up in the hills above oakland uh really cool cool area cool roads um, a lot of really, really expensive houses. Skyline Boulevard. Boulevard, my bad. That's all right, because this is my old stomping grounds. It's where I grew up. I went to Skyline High School. And it was great to be able to show you guys my old neighborhoods. But it is weird to be here in Oakland. And we're, it's a bunch of warehouses. Oh, and uh, there's a band set up over there in that parking lot. So, yeah, you normally at the dirt bag, everything, we're kind of away from civilization. Yeah. Because exactly. things get unruly. There's already been uh, some wheelies going by down the street. Yeah. But uh, this will be interesting. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how this is going to play out. You know, we're, we're right here on, on Front Street. You know, like you said, last year was... Um, so I, I'd like to find out why we're not at Moto Guild, because I felt like that venue is beautiful. I mean, we could see the... Uh, uh, we're right in the middle of the bay, literally, on Treasure Island. And, and now, now we're just, like, in downtown Oakland, like O-Town. <laughs> completely different in the hood yeah in the hood i think it kind of plays to the to the I, vibe I of the say, show I though mean, it definitely definitely adds us a, uh, a little bit of credibility there to the whole dirtbag <laughs> concept totally. and we should mention too um even though it's a beautiful sunny day as we would always expect for this it is a little bit smoky because of the fires up north yeah we're, we're actually in smokeland not oakland yeah <laughs> yeah smoketown well let's um let's go see some of our friends say hi and uh, see what's up with them So I'm here with Miss Emma. Hello, and, darling. And, and, and the event is full on. We have this is a legitimate event. Isn't we, it? We've created a side event. We have created a side event. It is uh, Mikey's dirty dogs stick them in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we're across the street. And we've got Emma's truck, and we've got the grill going on the tailgate. Yep. We've got drinks. We've got chips. Yeah, we've got watermelon. And I mean, you know how we roll by now. 
We're not charging for this. If you want to make a donation towards Misfits, that's fine. If you don't, that's also fine. But first, I gotta show you know, let's get these people fed. Let's have a bit of a party going on. It's great. I did not expect this many people coming. I didn't either. I didn't either. Mikey's dirty wieners are selling out fast. Yeah, this is great. And we got a lot of our own friends here standing around. Uh, over here, we've got we've got Alan Smith. Oh, yes, I'm Alan Smith. <laughs> and king of the wackadoos for mileage. If you, you call it wackadoos. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. And here we got Michelle, one of the Chickastanners. Hi. <laughs> you don't have to put your mouth over the mic. With my mouth I'm full trying to catch sausage. up what she's done. Because exactly. I'm trying to catch up what everybody's done in the, on the uh, podcast. Exactly. And we've got all sorts of old friends standing around here. This is a great time. I was just saying how we've kind of created a little side event here around the corner. We should have gotten double the sausage. I know. I know. Usually we just feed ourselves, but now everyone is coming over to see what's going on. Yes. And where there's a line to get food. Did you get a sausage yet, Alan? Not yet. No, I didn't let everybody go ahead. Oh, come on. No, I didn't bring enough for everyone. Oh. So you better get in there. All right. Get, get in while the getting's good, I'll Alan. Talk, you talked exactly. me into it. Exactly, but this is fun. So I'm incognito with that bike, now with the streamliner. Yeah, yeah, so you're on a KLR. Yes, yes. With a uh, mailbox on the back. A streamlined trunk. That is made from election signs and pizza boxes. No, no, that's Vic. <laughs> he does that, not me. What is yours made of? Uh, mahogany plywood, eighth inch oh, thick, okay. door skin with fiberglass. Nothing but the best. Yes. And, and so on a KLR, how much have you improved the mileage with this? 15 to 20 miles per gallon. And it can best best be described as a giant rural mailbox yes. where the back seat yes. is. But it is tapered down. Yes. And Michelle thought it was where you put your pets. No, nope, no pets. But it could be. Yes, it, it could be. It could be a dog carrier. Yes, it could. Michelle, would you so. carry your dog in that? Um, no, probably not. I call that the pickup truck of my KLRs or my motorcycles because I can throw stuff in there, do all my errands, split traffic, and keep on going. Nice. Well, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go over there and take yes. a look. Yeah. You down. Right, right. I'm going to go over there and take a look at your okay. KLR. Cool. Thanks. And over here we've got Cat P and, and her surgical mask. You never know when you're going to have to do surgery. All right, because you came from up north. How's the smoke up there? It's pretty smoky. Hence yeah. the mask. Yeah, exactly. So we rode with them, and a lot of people have been donning them for their riding. So. Yeah, it was even bad down in Santa Cruz yesterday. And you've been doing some, some distances on your bike. Tell us what your new bike is. Oh, it's a G650 Xmoto. But you're like taking it on like long trips. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we did 500 miles um, on the way back from Joshua Tree in one day. On a supermoto. You're, yeah, cr you're crazy. Not a gas. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Is this your first time at Dirtbag? Mm -mm. I was here last year too. That's right. What do you think of the new location? It's very post-apocalyptic with all the smoke and it's it's pretty. Pretty punk rock, though, I'd say. I'm always surprised at how many children and pets are here. Like, small children. Oh, look who we have coming up here. It's Henry. 
and I see no scuff marks, that's a good sign. Are you recording a podcast right now? Yes, I am. Say oh, hi. hello. What? I don't know what else to say. I just got here. It's like he's never been on a podcast before. So I'm here with Miss Emma and with Paul Brown. Hello. Yes, Paul Brown. Now, Paul, once again, you have made something out of nothing. Well, thank you. But I don't think that that's really true. I think that there is a... If it, what was there wasn't nothing but a need for something like this. Right, I agree you know? with you. Every year I tell people it's the last year. I think I told you that last year, I believe. Yeah, you know you did. We sat on the couch yeah. in um, that motorcycle collective on Treasure Island. Moto Guild. Moto Guild. And you actually said to me, I'm done. Yeah. This is it. Um, it's, it's, this is the last so I was, all, I was done. And, and then, here we are. And here we are, another year. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I do have some plans for Dirtbag that are going to change drastically, not just a little bit, that I'm going to announce. It's just not quite yet. Um, you sure you don't want to announce it here? Come on, because you know... It's not that it big not, of a deal. Well, it's just between you and me and Liza. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you guys. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. I'm just not going to do this public event anymore. Right. It's too much hard work and too much liability for so little thanks. You know, we've never done this for money. I say we because even though it's been my thing all the way through, I don't do it alone. You know, Alex Mayer and Justin Le Moustache Martins, they helped me as we worked as a team this year on, on putting this together. And we have lots of other people that, you know, from the community that pull together and make it happen. But at the same time, it, it does take a lot of energy and we don't do it for money. And I have found that for some reason, people think either think or assume that we're making money out of this. And that causes a certain attitude out of people, a certain expectation that we've, I've experienced and a lot of criticism. I got criticised for doing it here. I got criticised for going to Treasure Island. I got criticised for coming to Oakland. I got criticised for asking for volunteers to help. And then when nobody fucking volunteered, I got criticised for bitching about it. I, I want to point something out here, Paul. You do not look like the type of guy to get your panties in a wad of or some little ar arsehole. I but have, you do. You are such a soft, little, sensitive guy. I am such, guy. A, such, Come su on. such a sensitive guy. Come on. Here's my thing. I have a, a very, very strict rule. If I'm doing something for you and you turn it or yourself against me while I'm trying to do something for you, then we are fucking done. And you'll be get and you're lucky if you get away with just being done. That's the highest crime in my book. To me that's betrayal. If I'm trying to do something for somebody and they turn against me, that's betrayal in my book. And to a certain degree that's how I feel about this. Myself and my crew have been putting on this event. This is the 16th one we've ever done. And the level of ingratitude that people show towards myself and, and extensively the crew, you know, I'm, I'm the face of it, but they do all the work, is the truth of it. So the level of animosity that people have shown towards us, especially recently, has really made me decide that this is not gonna be a public event anymore. I, I just wanna point out though, yeah, I know all those people exist, but there are a lot of people who embrace the spirit, including ourselves, which is why we come up and give away stuff. It's, it's, it's so much work. It's just work. too bad that we it can't. It is too bad. 
make it is it too happen. bad, and I don't want to do this, but right. it's, I feel that I I could carry on doing it. Sure, I could carry on putting months and months of my own and time and energy, and therefore money. I could be doing something else, you know, while I'm doing this. The, the event doesn't put itself together. You know, Alex, who every year Alex TDs for me and runs it while I'm out of town, but this year he actually organized the whole thing with me from the beginning, as did um, Justin. They were both flabbergasted at how much work it takes, how exhausting it is just to put it on, not even to build a bike at the same time. But you're saying that now when you're in the heat of it. This is not, but, but, this is not a heat of it thing. I've thought oh, about this for you months. You talked about this last year, but I want to switch the focus for a second to the bike that you built because that's oh, that? what this is really about. This is a bike build-off. It so is a bike build-off. What did you build this year? I built a 1995 Vulcan uh, 800 Kawasaki. A very unloved bike. Very unloved motorcycle. Well, I went to my buddy's motorcycle shop. I went to um, Hanlon Motorcycles in San Francisco. I know the owner, Dave Stefani, very well. He's a good old buddy of mine. He every year sponsors Dirtbag by providing the porta potties. So he's a, he's a fan of Dirtbag and a good friend of mine. And I walked into his shop and I said, I need a project. What have you got? And he said, there's a Vulcan 800 over in the corner you can have for 500 bucks. And I said, what's wrong with it instinctively? And he said, it needs a carb clean. If you want to clean it, clean it yourself, you can have it for 400 bucks. I said, salt. So that's why I have it. So I uncorked the carb, pulled all the emissions equipment off, made my, well, I didn't make my exhaust. Jason Pate made my exhaust for me. We made it together. He did all the work. I did the yelling. Uh, rebuilt and uh, rejetted the carburetor to suit. Um, cleaned the entire fuel system. Welded the rear end up. Jason helped me with that too to make it make it a full rigid. You love to be punished. I love to be punished. I love to. You know what? I love to prove a point. <laughs> there you go. I don't like to be beaten. I don't like to be told you can't ever. I don't like to be told. You know. I grew up as a punk rock kid, you know, a, a Catholic punk rock kid. I was told all my childhood, you can't, you can't. Fuck that shit, you know, fuck that. You can do anything you want as long as you're not hurting other people. That's my, that's my philosophy in life. Like you shouldn't fuck over other people and fuck with other people, but other than that, who is to judge you, you know? So what else did you do to the bike? What did you do to the front end? Come on. You're good at this. I'm trying to get you back on track. I want to talk right. about your bike. My bike. So I uh, made it breathe right, yeah. built my own exhaust, fucked with the carb, welded the rear end up, lowered the front end, rebuilt the forks. Robert Meteor Motorbikes uh, over there, he uh, rebuilt the forks for me and um, put new springs and internals to get, make them, because they're doing all the work. Um, and then um, what else did I do to it? I sprayed everything black. Um, I put wide, silly Harley handlebars on it and then cut them down so it would actually, do you need a lot of leverage on a big fat lump like so that? So basically you built something a teenager would build. Yeah, oh, anybody could build what I built. So this is the deal. Um, the bike cost me $400 to buy. Yes. And I'm less than $1,000 into it now, registered and insured and riding on the road. Now, yes, I have experience, but I make a point every year of never using tools that aren't available to everybody. So I have a shop full of mills and lathes and every kind of welder you can imagine. But every year for my build, I use a, an angle grinder and a flux core MIG welder. Right, that's a good point. Every and this, year. Paul, and we keep getting back to this, and this is what makes Dirtbag a unique event. It's, a, it's 
by definition and description, <laughs> it is a low-rent chopper builder. That's, that's true. But these are functionable vehicles. Oh, absolutely. That's, in fact, uh, we call it the best shakedown in the world. Because I literally finished my bike a day late and a dollar short. I finished my bike on Saturday morning. They left without me on Friday. I finished my bike. I stayed up all late, late on the Friday night. Um, got a kit, got a nap in, you know. Finished my bike on Saturday morning, left and met them halfway to the second day campsite. And the entire thing, including insurance and everything, I got less than $1,000 into it. Now, yes, I do have experience building bikes and working on bikes, so I have that advantage. But if I can do that for $1,000, what can somebody else do for $2,000? Yeah, but here's where the good stories come in. Did your bike run flawlessly over the no. weekend? No. <laughs> My bike did not run flawlessly at all. My bike ran like a fucking pile of shit <laughs> the entire time until this morning when uh, Le Moustache finally figured out that, um, <laughs> finally figured out that uh, I didn't have my vacuum hose attached <laughs> to my to my pet right. cop. Right. Nasty business. Nasty business. Plugged it in. He <laughs> said, "Fuck!" Hey, he calls me fuckface. I got to go and talk to the fuckface. But um, basically, it's run flawlessly since then, and I'm so happy. It's a thousand-dollar motorcycle on the street, running, riding legally. It's it's individual. It's different to everybody else's. But it's still within the law, and it's mine. It's no other fuckers, and it cost me fuck all. Well, I love it, and that embraces Absolutely. the spirit of this whole thing: taking a cheap bike, building what anyone can build, oh, yeah. but making can it something that's do. their own. And I think that's what lends to this whole this whole event. It's very much you, but you represent the any man who can do anything if they just set their mind to it. I'm going to rephrase that: yeah. any person okay. can do anything they want to. There you go. And in fact, on that, I invite, I encourage everybody, everybody to build their own bikes. Everybody. Because we have a lot of women that compete in dirtbag. We didn't have any, there were women that were building bikes this year, but they didn't finish. And so I strongly encourage everybody to build a dirtbag bike, uh, regardless of who the fuck they are. And that's always going to be my rule. Why don't you come? Next year. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. I just invited you. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Alright, I'm gonna go and talk to my mate. Alright, go you do know, that. Paul, it's always a pleasure. Um till next year, mate. <laughs> Listen, we can hang out before then. Oh god. You know how to get hold of me? Ready. My name it. is Tiffany Cam High. I'm Nicola. And what's your name again? Say. Nicola. And where are you from? I am, let me see where I'm from. We're from the Bay Area. You're from the Bay. Oh, are you guys together? You, you're like, you're yes. walking away. You don't want to be interviewed. That's my son. <laughs> so how did you guys, how do you, um, how do you guys know about the Dirtbag Challenge? I'm a friend of Turk and Paul A for years. So I've been coming for years. Okay. And how's this year compared to, uh, other years. For me it's a little bit disappointing smaller crowd than usual year and less bikes so I don't know if too many bikes didn't finish or what what happened. Have you talked to Paul about that? I haven't spoken to anybody yet so I don't Did know. Did you just get here? Uh, one hour ago but... One hour 
ago. Yeah. Okay. Are, is, are these your bikes? These two are our bikes, yes. Which one did you ride? Uh, the, the one that uh, says uh, Kawasaki on it. Oh, nice. This one is very nice. It's got the classic Kawasaki lime green. Yeah. And I have a little more cylinders. A few more cylinders? Yes, than <laughs> usual. Yes. Why did you decide to come today? It's a must event for me. And it's always fun to see old friends like Marty right here. He's Irish. He came from Ireland. Have you, have you been here before, Marty? Um, not here because I haven't been to this venue before, but I've been You've to... You've been to the Dirtbag Challenge. Oh yeah, rally. many times, probably maybe 10 times. No. It hasn't been 10 times, buddy. Well, every time it's been, right? I've been, so <laughs> whatever I it is. There, I, I think there's been maybe 10. I can not count sure. less, but no. that's all right. What are, your, what are your first impressions of this year's rally? Um, well, hadn't really livened up yet. I mean, ask me this at nine o'clock tonight and see what happens. You know, I don't stay that late. Ever. I I come I come early and then I leave early. That's my deal. You guys are like you're missing out. <laughs> well, you may. You know, I mean, when when the sun goes on, it really lights up. You know, so yeah, that's you gotta hang true. around for a while and that's see what true. happens. See what breaks. Yeah. You know. But, uh, what did, did you ride one of these also? No, I ride in a Honda across the street. Okay. It's way over there. It's over way by up. that stop sign behind it's that uh, this side of the street. white van. It's just poking out. The front oh. wheel is poking out. What is it? It's a Honda V65 Sabre oh. from 1985. Great. Good job. By the way, these bikes are older than you. How old do you think I am? Much, much younger than these bikes. See, this one was produced in March of 1980. No, you're right. For example. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think so. Okay, anything else you guys want to add about the dirtbag challenge? We love it. We like it. We'll come back again every other yeah, year. We'll come back definitely. You know, it's, it's fun. Here. It's different. You know, kind of gives a middle finger to the world in a sense. You know, which yes. is I think the whole idea. That is the whole idea. Okay. All right. Well, okay. All right. Thank you. Talk a little bit about your bike. So, uh, don't worry, I'm a professional. Make me look good on radio. Yeah, I'll make you look good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, let's start off with your name one more time. Uh, Kevin, and I'm from the East Bay area. Okay, so you didn't have to travel far to get here? No, not at all. About a half hour or so. Why are you here today? Uh, for the Dirtbag Challenge. How do you know about this Dirtbag Challenge? Uh, I run with Dirty Biker Trash, so this is one of their events. Wait, what's Dirty? Okay, I thought you were, I thought that was like a general term. The dirty Biker Trash is a group? No, no, no. It's a general oh, term. okay, okay. <laughs> it just fits with a lot of people that I associate with. Okay, tell me about your bike here. And you're also, you also match your bike. Uh, I just want yeah, to tell the listeners. I'm, yeah, I'm one of those guys. Uh, it's an 85RZ350. One of the last, if not the last, two-stroke made for sale uh, on the street in America. How did you, how did you come across this bike? Uh, I looked for him. I had one when I was younger, uh, and I decided it was time to get a silly purchase, if you will. What does it say? Uh, um, you have a sticker on your bike. What does that say? <laughs> no fucking burnouts. 
What do you have against burnouts? Nothing at all. I just don't want to do them on this bike. And I know me, so I thought I'd put a reminder before I left the house. It's a reminder sticker for yourself. That's from me to me. Okay. So what's it like riding a two-stroke? It's old technology. The suspension is old, so it's certainly not going to match with modern machinery. Uh, But two-stroke itself is a blast. There's a power hit. This one has a power valve that opens up the exhaust ports at about 6,000 RPM. Uh, So it was a little bit of a giant killer in its day. Can you also uh, describe what this bike looks like? Uh, This is the bright yellow Kenny Roberts edition. Who is Kenny Roberts? Should I know? You're giving me this look like I should know who Kenny Roberts is. I don't know who Kenny Roberts is. Don't give me that look, Liza. Do you know Liza? I do. She's forcing me to do this. No, 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 that's fine. Uh, but uh, but perhaps uh, the podcast could be focused on Kenny Robertson and his accomplishments at some point. For me, he's called for- the king. Okay. I can't wait for you to put this on your podcast and everyone to discuss it. I'm sorry, I don't know who Kenny Roberts is. So is this, does this jacket go with the bike? Or- it does. It was uh, a silly purchase. Again, I have a black jacket. It was getting kind of old and tattered. I uh, found this online. It was made to order. Uh, so I thought a little bit of throwback. I can't find one modern that doesn't have Rossi on it. I can't find a yellow Yamaha Jack without fucking 46 or Rossi. So I went this route. Well, it looks great. Thank you. Um, how many, uh, have you been coming to the Dirtbag Challenge for a while? Five or six years. So relative newcomer, been here long enough to be comfortable coming here, but uh, this thing's been around a lot longer than I have in the in this particular scene. What are your uh, general impressions of the challenge, the Dirtbag Challenge? I, I like the idea of making your own bike or modifying what you have. Uh, I like the budget. I, I don't know if I agree with the increase to $2,000. Uh, you can there's a couple examples where they've almost flaunted the rules. Really good looking bikes though, uh, for all that, but I like the rough hewn uh, garage aspect of it. Uh, the burnouts, the camaraderie, the the good times, biker trash. Did you check out this year's class? I have, yes. What did you think? Uh, again, really good. I haven't, it's a little smaller venue, so I haven't had a chance to really soak up each machine. Uh, I may not go back in there. Um, my bright yellow jacket kind of stands out from the crowd, so I may stay over here. <laughs> you, I think you just need to always be by your bike with I, if you or, have this jacket on. Or stay far away from it. <laughs> know, yeah, but. it's either of those. Yeah. You did great. Okay. <laughs> Paolo Asuncion from San Francisco. So did you ride here today? No, I didn't. You built a bike though, right? I did. Well, I I, I redid the Rattler. Yeah, so let's let's go back real quick because a lot of people learned about the dirt bag from your documentary on it. Did they really? I think so. Okay. The Rattler. Sure. A return is a return of the Rattler. Revenge of the Rattler. The first one was just called Dirt Bag. Dirt Bag. Yeah. And then. And then Dirt Bag Two. Dirtier bag. No. <laughs> that's that's Filipino humor. Dirtier bag. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I know. I got Filipino. 
Yeah. I knew you. I thought it was funny. <laughs> so, Dirtbag Two was about was all about uh, the crew that filmed uh, the first documentary making their own bike, which was the Rattler. So that was a bike that you built in the in the documentary. Yes. But you haven't really been riding it much. It's been sitting. Right? No, we've been always been modifying it. Okay. We we got it running uh, under the budget the last time and and stopped once we hit like 970 bucks just so we could enter it right. but ever since then we've been like modifying it and taking out the parts that aren't supposed to be there and right. uh, took out the wire oh, the original wiring harness which presented an, its own problems because we were making a, a, our own wiring harness you know so uh, yeah we got it I, we, well I got it all together and um, uh, clutch isn't working right so I, I, I reached the, the kind of the zenith of my abilities and then like and everybody I could call was on the right so oh. <laughs> I should have you know what I should have yeah. damn it totally I know it is a clutch plates I changed the clutch plates all right, we can, we can solve yeah. this for you I can get, yeah. I'll get Emma on this it's a little it's like uh, it's revving really high which it wasn't doing before, so I don't know if it's something with the wiring, you know what I mean, so. And on some of these bikes, sometimes there's a ball bearing that the clutch push rod yeah, makes contact yeah. with, and if that ball bearing falls out, you're screwed. Huh. Well, we, can, we can check on this. All right. So you came, um, what do you think of the new location here in Oakland? I just got here, I, uh, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I was here to help clean up. It's a little more public than usual, so have you you guys been here a bit? Yeah, been, been an hour. There. No, uh, no cop presence or anything like that. I no. saw one cop. A few no. blocks away. No, and who did you bring with you today? This is Presley, who just started riding as a passenger Woo! this week. So, how old are you now? Seven. Have you asked your dad for your own bike yet? Are you going to? No. 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 It took a long. She time shook to her head no. Ride. So we had our friends over who I know want to ride, and we're like, hey, let's go for a motorcycle ride. And they're all like, yeah! And then Chris was like, oh my How's God. How's it going? <laughs> she didn't want to. Yeah, I was going to you, actually. But she did it. You did it. To the crew. Good job. Yeah, and then she loved it. That's great. Which I predicted. Uh, my name's Clyde. I live in El Sobrante. Okay, great. See? Wasn't that easy? Yeah. No problem. <laughs> no problem. So, uh, was this your first year participating in the Dirtbag Challenge? Yeah, I, I'd i been to the parties a few times. Um, actually, back in 2005, the first time I went, I lived in the city, and the first time I went, you know, I just thought it was really unique, different thing. I thought it was super cool, and over the years, I just would go and I'd tell myself, oh man, I should do that sometime, and I just never did. So this year, I kind of just like kicked myself and said, this year I'm doing it, you know, fuck it. I got to do it, because so I had a couple bikes laying around that I could use, and uh, I did it, and somehow my bike works, and it made it, and it's not broken. I can't believe it. Congratulations. Thank you. So tell me about your bike. I know it's a little, well, you know it pretty well. I can't see it, but. Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, so part 1973 uh, CB360 Honda and it's part 1996 Ducati Monster 900 
and it's part a match made in heaven and part 87 suzuki savage 650 i used the ducati engine because it was powerful and loud and noisy it has a dry clutch it makes a bunch of clanking sounds like it's broken and i used the honda part of the honda frame part of the suzuki frame i used the suzuki forks i used the harley davidson front wheel I used, you know, just a bunch of random steel to fill the gaps between the pieces of metal that I had. Uh, I needed to get a bunch of random bushings and spacers and bearings and I had to make all kinds of weird stuff I didn't know how to do because I'd never done anything like that before. So did you learn some things through these experience? Yeah, well for one I learned how to weld. I didn't, I've never welded before. I bought a welder a month ago and welded this whole frame together and it worked. So I guess I learned how to weld properly, I think. I've tested enough, it. Enough, enough for yeah. it to ride for three days. Yeah, no, it works good. I mean, I've also learned, most importantly, uh, if you want to do something, you can do it. You just have to fucking do it. You know, like I didn't, I didn't think I could build a goddamn motorcycle from nothing, and I did, and it's fucking badass. Did you have any experience with like rebuilding motorcycles or anything like this? Uh, I mean, I've had motorcycles and I've serviced, I've done maintenance, you know, like I've never customized anything. You know, I've, I've, cha I've traded parts on stuff, bolt on, I've changed my oil, like basic shit like that, but I've never done something like this. But now that I have, it's like totally changed me. It's amazing. So you're feeling pretty good. Oh, dude, I'm walking on air right now. This, I'm in love with this bike. It works. It hasn't broken. I can't believe it. It's so fun. Every day I wake up and I have this bike and it's amazing. When, when did you start building? Uh, like oh, five like weeks ago. Right. Five weeks. Yeah, that's how this works. Yeah, uh. no, that's true. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, had no, I had no plan prior to that. I just knew that I had, I've had a couple half working bikes. You know, my I had the Ducati, the frame was cracked. So I had a good engine. And then I the, the Honda, the engine was bad, but the frame was fine. So I just took all the pieces I could and I'd sit out there in the driveway and stare at them until they made sense together. You know, and there it is. Do you, um, as someone that was thinking about doing it for a while um, and then finally made yourself do it, do you have any advice for other people that are maybe like you on the fence about making a bike for dirt bag? Yeah, um, you know, like I said, uh, there, if you want to do something, you can do it. And especially if you don't know how, that doesn't mean anything. That means you can learn. You know, I, I, I think you should never stop learning. Uh, and, you know, I didn't know how to do this. I, the only, if I needed help, you know, there's plenty of resources. Like, the fucking internet exists, right? Like, you could learn anything on the internet. I googled a few things, like how to bleed a hydraulic line. I didn't know how to do that. I figured that out with fucking YouTube. Um, you know, I've, I have enough friends, you know, that helped me out. I had a friend that came over for a day and showed me how to use the welder I just bought because I didn't know. You know, luckily I have some good friends with some skills that could help me out along the way. But, you know, for the most part, I mean, you just got to do it. You just walk up to the ledge and you jump off and you, then you're there. Hopefully you don't die. Um, anything else you would like to add about Dirtbag Challenge or your experience? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a great time. I know the first time I went, you know, it, I just looked around and thought, wow, you know, how unique of a fucking thing this is like these guys are fucking crazy but i was into that because i'm fucking crazy so yeah man just get out there and do it okay thanks clyde yep thank you
much for doing the interviews for us. I got like six of them, so I think I'm good. And I got a first timer. He's. I got some great quotes from him, which basically you just said the same thing, which is like all you got to do is do it. And where can people hear your own show? My. I don't have my own show. You do, kind of. Where can people you do hear segments. me? Where can people oh, hear you? KQED.org. There you go. Have you had any um, any shows recently that you've done that might be of interest to people? Besides the sheep sharing one. Uh, I have one coming up. Ooh, what do you have coming up? Uh, it's like a love letter to Mendocino National Forest. Oh, wait. Is that on fire right now? It was on fire. Not anymore. Not anymore. But not anymore. Now it's just burned. Aww. Well, the part said, I knew. Oh. Yeah, tear. Yeah. Is it a dear Mendocino Forest letter? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, do well, you need me to do any more? No, thank you. We're. I think we are calling it uh, close here. Yeah. It was, a, I think, a huge success at this location. Paul still insists he's not going to do it again. As he does but, every year. But aside from the few idiots doing burnouts and the guy doing a wheelie who crossed the line and almost hit a car, I think it's been a good event. Um, and you yeah. get a real good mix of vintage bikes, modern bikes, and pieces of shit. All yeah, parked together. Yeah, I like that. You know, I haven't been to that many rallies, but I just like the I just like the vibe of this one. You could just come. You can bring any bike, except for something really shiny. Just kidding. You can. There's some shiny stuff here. And I just want to remind everyone, go to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com. you find the link to everything there, to our YouTube page, our Patreon page. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Because of you, we were able to give out a lot of free sausage today. Yeah, I didn't have one, though. Oh, it was good. I had some chips. There you go. You can thank our subscribers for those. Thank chips. you, subscribers. There you go. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We are out of here. Bye.